Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. Stand by for action. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog. Welcome back to another episode of Eddie's Launch Pads. Eddie's here with me. You might hear him in a minute. He's uh, he's quite vocal today, folks. So if you hear uh, hear a bark in the distance, that would be Eddie Edster. We've got uh, another two dogs to introduce to you today, and we've got the author with us right at this very moment. So let's waste no time on getting her on the show. We welcome to the launch pad, Sean Lewin. Good morning, Dave and Eddie too. Lovely to see you. It's it's great that uh, that you can spend some time with us because we we you're a dear friend to the school and you you're donating books to the school and we're 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 hugely grateful for that. We really are. You, That's we, my pleasure. With 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 finances as tight as they are for school budgets, um, any gifts to schools, authors. Uh, who are listening to this any gifts that you can send to our schools are going to help children in so many amazing ways and Sean does that and bless you Sean for that gift now um could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what brought you to this stage in your career well Dave um in 2012 um I was diagnosed with a very strange lymphoma called hairy cell leukemia and very few people even doctors um they haven't heard of this Um, I'd been feeling a bit poorly, very tired at work. Um, To be honest, I put it down um, to my age, Um, but it wasn't that. Um, A very astute nurse took a blood test, and uh, within 24 hours, I was called in for more blood tests, and I had something called hairy cell leukemia, uh, which is actually a chronic leukemia. Um, And I had... uh, lots of tests and then I had a bone marrow test and then they said we're going to have to use chemotherapy um, because it's it's quite advanced Um, so I had the chemotherapy and after the chemotherapy I had to basically stay indoors um, or certainly not mix with people because I had no immune system so short of watching every box set in the world um, I did watch a couple I thought I'll perhaps write about my dogs. And my dogs at the time were Alfie and Pepper. Uh, Pepper was a Welsh Border Collie, and Alfie was a Border Terrier Ken Cross. Both beautiful dogs and great company when you're having to stay at home as well. So I wrote the first story, and um, not having a lot of confidence about it, I stuck it in a drawer. Uh, and after the, my sort of recovery time, I went back to work. Fast forward to 2000 and where are we, 20, and a pandemic arrived. Who'd have thought? So I thought, I've got a shield. I've been told to shield. And um, so I got that initial story out of the drawer. And I thought, I've got, there's lots of stories about Alfie and Pepper. So I proceeded to write a further eight stories. 
And at the time, just before the pandemic, um, I'd left the industry I'd been working in. And I originally trained to be an actress um, 40 years ago for three years and still had a sort of a hope that Steven Spielberg might find me one day and uh, want a sort of mum type figure uh, in his film that nobody knew. And uh, I had a couple of auditions, got a job in Jersey uh, for an international bank, um, did a little bit of filming there, came back and bang, uh, the pandemic arrived. So I shielded, started to write the stories and I'd set up a little recording studio upstairs and uh, I then recorded all nine stories. So Pepper, as I said, is a Welsh Border Collie, so she's very tidy and she likes to be very helpful with everybody, knows everything. So she's very caring, lovely dog. And then Alfie is a Border Terrier Cairn, uh, Cairn that is, and uh, very cheeky, um, how he was still alive because he'd stolen a box of chocolates one Christmas and at the lot, including the wrappers and the packaging, but he managed. And um, so I gave him a more cheeky chappy and he's always, oh, Pepper, you know everything. So there, the adventures of Alfie and Pepper were born. My next thing was to do, uh, choose things like the font and all of that. And initially um, my neighbor printed the books and I sold them and did really well. And then I thought, I need to sort of expand. So my next thing was things like Amazon and to order from bookstores. So we made the book bigger and sort of widened my audience. Um, I then also um, filmed the books as well, me reading the books. So it's been sort of a, a slow growing and partly because of the pandemic. So a bit of good has come out of it, Dave. Children love characters, don't they? Whether that be a, a helicopter or a train or, or a, a human being or an animal. And, and, those, and those continuing adventures are the ones that everybody seems to remember. And, you know, from the days of when, when I was very, very small and we had things like Sooty and Andy Pandy and those sorts yeah. of characters. And yet now we've still got, we've got new characters coming along. But people remember what they grew up with. And they look back with great fondness. And they're the books that last, aren't they? Those those adventure books with with lovable characters in it. And it sounds certainly sounds like your two your two lovely dogs were characters alive, and they still they still are living through your adventures. Well, that's one of the reasons I wrote them. Um, I, I'm very lucky. Um, I have five of my own grandchildren, and I have, um, how many is it now? Four. Well, one's actually due uh, in about two weeks. So um, my husband and I will have nine grandchildren between us. And one of the things I want when I first started writing the stories, um, I didn't want sort of mad stories. I wanted quite calming stories. So when a child's settling down at night, you know, they can have the sort of, I'm going to the moon, this, that, and the other story first. And then they can have an Alfie and Pepper. And they can either listen to me reading the story or their mum, or if they can read themselves. Um, and it's a much more calming story. So they start off in bed. So they... They wake up, their owner comes in and says, right, we're going to the farm park, we're going to the seaside, we've got a new baby coming, whatever it is. And so they trot off and they have their little adventure. And each story, um, so for instance, the new baby one, it's about having a treat, but not necessarily a physical treat. So a, a bag of sweets or something. The treat is 
their owner is seeing his grandchild for the first time. So the treat for Alfie and Pepper is seeing their owner happy. And a bit like the seaside, there's another one in there that the importance of learning to swim, as we all know, um, you know, people really need to swim in life. And it, it's been really important this summer with all the heat. So they have their lovely adventure. And then they come home. They don't always go in the car. Sometimes um, they'll walk to wherever it is. And that's another thing. It shows children that you can have a little bit of an adventure without spending lots of money and all of those, especially in these times. Um, and then they get into their bed at the end and they sort of say, we had a lovely day. Yes, they did. And before you could say, ahoy there, or let's go to the beach, Alfie and Pepper are fast asleep. So it shows children that it's a really nice place to be at the end of the day in their beds. Eddie loves, in fact, he's just come back from the seaside and he loved it. Uh, dogs love water and, and, and I guess that, you know, they rush into the sea and sometimes without thinking, as our children do. So those, those wonderful messages behind about being safe and about dealing with, with newcomers into a family. I mean, every single one of those adventures, there's a little story behind them, aren't there? Oh, definitely. And and um, The Farm Park, which was my very first book that I, I, I self-published, was about they have a picnic in it. So they go to the farm park. So it's the, they're quite simplistic stories, um, but they're kind and they're caring. And um, the one that life issue in that one is about clearing up after your picnic. So, you know, how important it is to, you know, have a lovely picnic, but make sure you take everything home. So, they, um, yeah, they, as I say, that they're not wild stories. They're just very calming. They have, as I say, a nice adventure. Uh, I mean, the latest one is they go on a narrowboat, so a little bit more uh, adventurous, and they see lots of animals um, on the side of the bank. They see a couple of fishermen. So it's it's understanding for children. And the other thing that I did when I was um, choosing the font and everything, I wanted the letters to look like, the letters that children learn in school as well. So you'll see when you um, get the books that that's how they are. And also you'll be able to listen to them. So you can make your own voices up. You know, you don't need to um, have my voices. And I think it's important with children's imagination to think, well, I like that voice, but this is the voice I'd give Alfie or Pepper. So it, it's fun as well for kids. Yeah, yeah. So if uh, we've got parents who are listening to this podcast, we've got teachers who are listening, and we've got people who are connected in school leadership and are planning about what they're thinking about new books for the future, where can people get hold of your books and your material? Where's the best place for them to go? Uh, well, they could they could get them through myself, but they are mainly um, on Amazon and to order from all good bookshops. Um, I am about to, um, you can either order them singly, the first five, that's what I've done. I've self-published the first five. There's another four to go. The next one um, will probably be next year now. Um, I have a brilliant illustrator, but he's got quite, quite busy. So we've, we've postponed it to next year and that's about a village fate. So you can imagine with that one, there's all sorts of things. In fact, there's terrier racing in it, which Alfie actually did do in real life. Um, but what I am bringing out is, um, and, uh, I deal with, um, Christmas coming up is a compendium of the first five. 
So that might be something. Or if you just want to order the odd one, that's fine too. So they're available to order from, say, if I'm allowed to say, Waterstones or wherever, or WH Smith, um, also on Amazon as well. Um, If anyone was struggling or whatever, then come straight through to me and you can go on my website uh, and contact me directly as well. And you you mentioned about the, the audio versions of the book. Um, this is particularly important for, for children who, or, or parents, in fact, who have trouble uh, visually and they've got visual yes. impairment of some description. It's very difficult for them to read to their children if they can't st- read the, the book themselves. Um, are the audio versions available or do they have to order them specially through you? How do they get the audio versions? No, not at all. The audio and video versions, I've done a video version and audio of me reading with the pictures slotted in and same with the the audio as well so the children can listen to them. And as you say, it's ideal if people are visually impaired or if English isn't your first language as well. So if you're learning English, you can sit there with my dulcet tones and um, you can look at the book and learn English through the book. And because they're they are quite sort of a British style, if you like. So we go on a narrow boat. It's obviously the village fate. There's a Christmas one, uh, a farm park, going to the seaside. They're quite traditional. So if you wanted to learn about the culture of Britain and our love of dogs as well, um, if you go to my website, um, you'll be able to um, download them or whatever. They're on YouTube as well. They are free. There's absolutely no cost. Well, there we are, folks. Now, parents, it's always best if you read to your child. If they can't read yet, read to your child. It's always the best way. If you can't, here is something that can help you. And uh, as Sean said, it is free. So you can't even use the excuse of, I can't afford books. Here is some wonderful adventures of two lovely sounding dogs uh, with important messages in each story. And you need to, you need to think seriously about this. And, and for all you infants at school, you've, you've got two new fr- doggy friends to meet in these books. You already know Ruby, who listens to you read. And you already know Eddie, who sits at your door and gives you high fives as you come to school. Well, now you've got two new dogs and they're waiting to meet you through these wonderful books by Sean Lewin. What about the future, Sean? What have you got planned? Um, I am going to continue. I'm going to get up to 10 books. The 10th one, um, I haven't actually written yet. So I've written the first nine and um, the 10th one will be longer. And that's about Alfie and Pepper going to France. And I also have another um, adventure story coming up, hopefully next year. I'm going to sit down. I go through the ideas as I, I walk about. And that's about my my dog I have at the moment called Buddy. Uh, and it's it's going to be about him. Quite a different style of book, um, but still about a, about a dog. Will that be um, uh, for an older age? Because I'm I'm guessing these are for infants for up to say six years of age. Uh, is that going to be for the same sort of age, or are you thinking of older children? No, I don't think so. I'm going to keep with the age group. Yeah. I, I've met quite a few of of my readers, which is lovely. Mm. Um, but as as I said to you, they are. You know, a lot of people, different type of people ring, read my uh, story. So, you know, as well as children, um, some adults that, that may have some learning difficulties have read my book because they're not too babyish. And that's a comment I've had back 
from a carer who, who looks after um, an older lady who has learning difficulties. And she said she loves Alfie and Pepper because she loves the drawings and it, it's, it's not too babyish for her. So there is quite a broad section of people that like Alfie and Pepper. And as I say, if you look at the website, um, it'll tell you there's a lot of pictures. There's some pictures of the real Alfie and Pepper as well as, as the illustrations. I mean, the illustrations are beautiful. And um, if you have a look on there, it'll give you so much more information. And then obviously, um, you know, have a read of the stories as well. Well, listeners, all you have to do is go into the text of this podcast. All of those links are in the text. One click away from Sean's wonderful books. Sean, thank you for joining us today. Um, you do amazing work. All the authors who, who are out there who support us on launch pads and who, who write books for children, you're doing amazing work because you're encouraging our children to read. And that is particularly important. And it is a biased view. Of course it is because of the children that we are working with at Dogsthorpe Infant School. It's vitally important for people like Sean to produce this material because it encourages children to get a love for reading because it takes a lot for a child to pick up a book and start reading and say, right, I'm going to sit here. I've got all of these tablets around me, all of the TV, all of Netflix and all of Disney and they're all around me. But to pick up a book and get lost in a book is a wonderful thing, isn't it, Sean? Absolutely. And, and just... And especially something that you can do yourself. You can go to the farm park. You can obviously you need to get in a car to go to the beach, but you can go and it, it doesn't cost a lot. And as I say, the one with the new baby, I've had quite a few people buy that for a sibling who's having a new baby. So, you know, Alfie and Pepper get to understand. They learn about nappies and going in a pram and things. So it's actually made my editor laugh out loud that one. So you know, there's lots of different stories for different children. Well, thanks for joining us today, Sean. Thank you for your time. Folks, Pleasure. anyone listening to this, get over to Sean's website, get onto Amazon, find these wonderful books, go into our text of this podcast. You're just one click away from a lot of adventures that our children are going to enjoy. Well, that's it for another week, folks. Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again soon with another launch pad. They'll have more great guests, more places to see, and more interesting things to share on the learning journey. So be kind, be respectful, and always remember to dream, believe, and shine. shine.